Dog Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. So, it's good to see you again, Bart. It is good to see you again, Vance, and I will apologize to you and our listeners for once again being the reason why we're so delayed getting an episode out. You know what I always say? Like, uh, We are definitely on time and all about getting episodes to you unless Bart doesn't really feel like it. Exactly. We are committed we, so long as we, we feel like doing it. Exactly. Yeah. So if we don't get an episode out to you, don't feel personally <laughs> slighted or and it's nothing like that. It's just that we don't care about you enough to, to continue to uh, put out episodes on a regular basis. That's it. It's just, it's all you. It's not a, truthfully, it is all our listeners' fault that you weren't around. That's true. I, lo- I looked into it and I said, this definitely isn't Bart's fault. This is definitely our listeners. And I said, uh, I'm pretty pissed off at our listeners right now. I'm not even going to do a Vance Rants this week. Ooh, yeah, yeah! I got mad. I did. They are going did to feel deprived. No, I did the Vance rants anyway. Oh, okay, you did it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to get yelled at by people. I'm scared. I was worried because if you had missed that one, I feel like there would be a mutiny. Probably. Yeah. Like probably. I would want to have a foreign superpower stage a coup. To overthrow you Me? because as the fans friends guy, yeah, we would want to install it, our own leader. Like a, it'd be some foreign dude named Ants Pants, a guy uh, named Anthony Ants Pants. Uh, yeah, you got to take a chance on Ants Pants. We have been inconsistent lately, and uh, while feel like we shouldn't apologize and you know fuck you guys if you're pissed off uh i think our inconsistency has been a little excessive lately so i am going to give you the slightest apology for for our time and um but just know that i will continue to put out good content when I feel like doing it. And I, I think that uh, Bart is almost committed to the same thing. Almost. See? So don't feel like you're getting screwed here. I think we're getting screwed on having listeners that aren't uh, flexible enough, to be honest with you. I think we should just like get rid of some of our listeners. <laughs> you should... Stop listening, assholes. And then we just just do our episode. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. 
Okay. So everybody who's pissy, just stop listening. Don't listen anymore. Yeah, this is this is your cue unsubscribe. Unsubs- the bell notice down at the corner. If you if you got it, subscribe. Unsubscribe it. Okay. Click it again, bitch. All right. So here we go. I think we are the first podcast I've ever listened to that said unsubscribe. So here we go. Al Capone. That's who I want to talk about tonight. And not just because he was a hero of the uh, of the uh, prohibition movement, but because he didn't really use any methods that our government really should deem illegal. And I'm here to argue that point. Not that he's a good person, because I've never argued that the government is a good entity. But I'm saying that the the methods used by Al Capone were no were not unfamiliar to our United States government even at the time that he used them. So let's talk about Al Capone in the idea of prohibition. Can can I before you sure. yeah, can I just clarify we're not talking about his methods generally, like murder, etc. Or are you including that? Like murder? Yeah, the United States has committed plenty of murder against competition and and or power struggle around the world and domestic. So I would include that. But you would say it's illegal, right? Uh... But legal well, in well in the but you in would the natural say, law sense yes, but our, the United States government doesn't consider the the murder of those children in uh, in Iraq that whole family you know the last of the of the murders of innocent people in Iraq they don't consider that murder today. I guess what I'm saying is. We're we're not using him as an example of what should be. Oh no 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 no. We're just we're just similarities between the United States government and and Al Capone. I mean, I I think where the mistake might come into play is people who think that our United States government is what should be, and then we're comparing the two, but. Um, Let's go ahead and clarify. Uh, neither Bart nor I think that the United States government is the point where we should be. Right. We we give it two thumbs down. If you're Correct. not watching right now, yeah, it's I'm doing the thumbs I've got, down. I've got my yeah, toes they, going down as well. They're so down. It's it's in a downward trajectory. That's my favorite yoga pose, downward facing thumb. I, I thank you for clarifying that for, because I do see where that could come into play uh, for early for some of our new subscribers that might be coming in from the right. While they are definitely skeptical of the FBI and whatnot, uh, it's hard to also be skeptical of foreign 
affairs slash military interventions if you are moving into a freedom type belief system from the right. So thank you for clarifying that for me, Bart. So people who are moving towards freedom from the right, just listen and disagree with us silently for a little while until you agree with us in a month or so and become an anarchist. Al Capone capitalized on prohibition. Prohibition was an arbitrary illegalization of alcohol or spirit sales in the United States. I believe everybody can agree with this. Secondly, most business owners who sold or relied on the sales of spirits would also say that people are not going to stop buying or indulging in spirits in the United States. So they entered into contracts with illegal spirit distributors who also entered into contracts with illegal spirit producers and a market was created not a free market because a free market would not exclude people who did not feel like breaking the law this market excluded people who were against breaking federal law and that's where our story starts does anybody disagree with the starting of this story (laughs) or like to add anything to it not yet. Let's see where you're going here. Okay. Okay, so Al Capone was kind of a, uh, not going to say, not necessarily a ladies' man, but more of a publicity-type man. He liked spinning stories in his favor. He liked being in the limelight. He liked being important. Nowhere else could this be more evident than his childhood when he had found out that an elderly couple had had a bicycle stolen from them and organized a group of friends to go and physically assault the thieves and steal the bike back, return it, and then ran his own private parade to basically showcase the fact that him and his friends had, you know, saved the day or whatever. And this is a tactic used by government constantly. So this is an early sign that Al Capone understood what government does. Can you can you make it like connecting so the government, dots? Government requires you to pay taxes for a police force. This police force is supposed to provide you with some sort of protection. And then, so what What happens is, under prohibition times, the government will say, oh, well, this X product will cause you such harm that this, this, and this will happen. And then and they'll say, oh, we got this much of it off the street. Here's a picture of our cops with 
the product or they'll create a law that 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 supposedly stops crime from happening or a crime that from happening in the future that or and they'll be like oh we we stopped x amount of people for doing this that leads to this next crime so he went and did what you would say is like a good thing which is like helping right so he used something he did to supposedly help right he saw the government had made something that people want illegal that he made it possible no i'm saying the bike thing if we going back to that like that's oh yeah so a a bike was stolen right Mm -hmm. and then he organized a group of people to physically assault the kids who stole the bike and then publicly announced the fact that he had returned the bike to the person, right? And had a parade and whatnot to create a public persona of the fact that he, you know, he was the good guy in the neighborhood or whatever. So this was back when he lived in Brooklyn before the uh, Chicago days of Al Capone during his childhood, actually, which is kind of telling, in my opinion, of the way he was going to come to power. So the fact that Al Capone goes down for tax evasion, why is this? ironic or <laughs> the fact that Al Capone goes down for tax evasion when the what he did was the exact thing the government does is just laughable in in my eyes. Al Capone provided safety against government overreach and gangster overreach in certain towns whether it be because of prohibition or other stupid laws. That's what he provided. As long as he provided these things, people tended to pay them. The problem was there was a monopoly on this service because the things he was protecting you against were government things that were protected in some sort of government-enforced way which means that your taxpayer dollars went to enforce these laws that maybe not should have been laws. And then if you wanted to help protect yourself against them, you had to pay somebody else. This this arbitrarily uh, affects the outcome of, of somebody who is who, ha- who does not have the means to... Uh, to create laws or to 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 enforce laws on that type of scale. The point being is the um, Al Capone, while he was a womanizer and he went to the horse track and rigged horse races and he shot people who were his competitors that were a risk to his business. 
This is not anything the United States government doesn't do today. Right now. In fact, I would say it's on a smaller scale than the United States government is doing today. Right now. Let's remember, like, Al Capone was having people murdered who were his competitors. And these people were typically and not and and maybe almost exclusively white adult males being murdered for competing with him this is not a a knock on people who aren't white adult males this is not mean that you did not have it bad i'm just saying that's who he was targeting and we should not forget that people are are being targeted not not the race of the person being targeted but the fact that innocent people are being targeted and this is not why Al Capone goes down why does Al Capone go down because he stole a little bit of money from the United States government so when people say that taxation isn't theft and you say but They'll kill me if I don't pay them. Remember that Al Capone died in prison because he didn't pay taxes. And one of the amazing things about this story is, is I hear all the time in all the documentaries, and I did listen to a lot of them today because I planned on talking about this. They say that Al Capone had this sentence that was unheard of. Peter Schiff's father died for not paying income tax. He died in prison. He had a life sentence. because He refused. Even when they let him out, he said, no, I won't. And he went back to prison. He served life for not paying income tax. And they say that Al Capone had the longest 11-year sentence. Well, I would have to say no. Even served, he, he, you know, Peter Schiff's father was in prison longer. We're not paying income tax. So Al, Al Capone, you got off easy. You should be a uh, gold investor who refuses to pay income tax and see what happens then. So there's, there's obviously a lot to breakdown there what i'd like to like if you have any questions on what the difference is between al capone's organization and what the government does like i'd like to i'd like to answer those questions like if, if you were to think like the that al capone's organization is different because of x i would like to show you why it's not different because of x so any listeners or whatever, who think they have some sort of you know, gotcha moment, or even just a question. I'd like to answer those first. So here's one about the targeted murdering that you mentioned a bit before. Mm-hmm. So Al Capone and his organization did not have judges and certainly did not have a jury of your peers to convict you 
mm-hmm. before you're murdered, whereas our state does. That's true in um, in in most cir- circumstances in the United States. Some political uh, dissidents have have not been shown that kind of um, respect or courtesy. Uh, but for the most part, yes, uh, in in state type, yes. But out of state, no. I mean, you're looking at um, people who look a certain way or have interacted with somebody in a grocery store who might have been once talked to a terrorist once, and then they go to Guantanamo and have their genitals cut with razor blades for you know years and years and years so yes yes in in certain circumstances you're right the united states government will show mercy to its dissidents but uh they're very select circumstances and i would say the the times that they don't are more extreme and should be looked at and and taken into consideration much more harshly than the times that they backed off of using their power. Um, you mentioned also the like rigging of horse races and things like that. Correct. Yeah. What's the what's the analog there? You know, we have we have all kinds of, of ways to look at um, government enforcement as rigging the odds against others. Uh, I would say the most uh, damning one would be the, the United States stock market, where we use uh, we use laws like uh, insider trading to pretend like we're helping outsider, like your everyday person. But all these laws are is to to make sure that the uh, the big wigs fall in line to where we're all making money on certain things it's like uh it's a trust uh it's to keep uh a dissident from making all the money and making sure that all the right people make the money at the right times i mean that's just how it's done in the stock stock market we we can see that with things like uh the the game stock uh stop they it wasn't supposed to make money um, it was, it was set up to lose it at the point that it was its lifespan. And the fact that it didn't lose made a lot of big wigs mad and they changed the rules to make sure that they didn't lose so big. Can anybody deny that that happened? No. But can we all forget about it? We're all just, oh, I made a little bit in the stock market. Not all bad. It's not all hate on it. Meanwhile, they're making a lot, and they're making a little bit more than you. And that's the point, is to make sure that you, the producer of real wealth, get less than they do. Because they're not actually producing well. Al Capone would be proud. But he had a real boogeyman. He had the United States government to protect people against. And people felt like the United States government was worth being protected 
against. And early on in the situation, they were very happy to pay. At least in my research, they were, most people are very happy to pay to keep the feds off of them. So how do you how do you square that idea that he is in that way a you know you called him a, a hero with also being a the tyrant. same person who employed the same tactics as the state which we rail against that's my point exactly he isn't a hero he is a tyrant he is evil he is awful he is dirt scum the shit off my boots because he uses force to introduce his rules regulations whatever into society he is a piece of shit my point being is the government that we all pledge allegiance to is not only as big of a piece of shit as he ever was, but more. Because not only did they do their piece of shit stuff, but they took the shit that he did in his forgiveness speech to try to justify himself and doubled down on it and have done way worse things in the name of the state or Jesus or whoever. And prohibition was only brought about by the state. It wasn't a thing until the state made it a thing. Well, it takes two, right? So the creation of that perfect storm where criminal enterprises will grow because the conditions are right, because the state have created a black or gray market and have forced people underground, which makes things far more likely to be mm -hmm. unsafe. It creates those conditions, but you also have to have people who have criminal tendencies who will take advantage of that and will jump at the opportunity to engage in criminal acts. But the United States government engages in the same acts and they are not called criminal. In most circumstances, people do not call them criminal. And I would say that takes much worse person. Because the person who goes, oh yeah, these acts are criminal, but they're worth it because the United States government wants me to do it. And they're, you know, they wouldn't ask me to do something that wasn't really bad. And so there must be a really fucking good reason. You got that. Or you got the person who goes, America, I don't give a shit how bad I got to do shit. But America, America first. Dang. You're gonna, you got both of them. It's going to happen this weekend. Both of those are happening. Which one are you hanging out with? I don't know. I doubt you're hanging out with the motherfucker who'd be like, God damn, government badass. Dang. Boom, power. Shit. Or you could, you'd be hanging out with me. I was sitting here telling you. 
it's not right. It, it's it's not right. You're wrong. If you think that United States government is entitled to steal money from you just because you had it or they've decided a percentage of it is theirs, you need to seriously take a step back, look at yourself and go, am I hanging out with the right people? Or am I pretending to be somebody I'm not? Because you're not. You're not one of us. That's what you think. If you think that there's a reason why the government should be able to do these things, I'm sorry. You might be a minarchist. You might be a, a wonderful person, but you're not one of us. And don't pretend like you are. Take a step back and look at the things that you really think are important and try to reevaluate and say, are they really important? Because the state isn't important. Your family, your life, you, the people you love are important. And if you're going to lose them because of the state, just back up. Really think about that first. But what if they don't consider themselves one of us? I'd say that a lot of our audience are lib curious. Yeah. I don't, and I, I honestly don't know what to say on that. In that circumstance, I would look at you and say, you're, you're my enemy. You represent what wants to kill me and my family. So I, ho I hope the best for you and goodbye. <laughs> I mean, it sounds terrible, but yeah, you have to be willing to let people go. I think in, in, in the world that we're in today with such a powerful government running around rampant, I think you have to be willing to say bye to many, many people who you don't want to say bye to. I can speak from experience. I can tell you there's people I don't want to say bye to that I have. Uh, but I can also tell you, like, I have kids. And right now, that's the most important thing is just making sure that they know there's more than one way to live. And one of those ways doesn't have to be through the state. It can be through, you know, us or love or, or, or whatever. So that's where I'm at right now. Does that not dismiss folks who are maybe just not there yet and ultimately just push them away as opposed to being open? It does. It does. It, it dismisses some of, uh, of our newer listeners and our, because there's a shock that comes with becoming an anarchist because I, I, at least in my circumstance, I didn't realize I became an anarchist till after I was already one. It was like, there was some sort of shock there where I was like, Oh shit. I actually don't believe any of this bullshit and I am an anarchist. So, when you say that, I, I would say yes, absolutely. Uh, but is, is there more to that conversation? Probably. Well, I think for as corrupt 
as the state might be, they do sing a pretty consistent song of welcome all. Okay. That's a good point. But then I would counter that point with, you know, we sit here and we talk about the people who are disin, disinvalued and, and, and the just overwhelming inconsistency with the way that we treat people and, and the lives that they should be allowed to live. And then you sit here and tell me that I have to, every person who's got a, you know, six, six speed transmission or whatever, I have to treat them the same way. And I would have to say, no, I don't. And I won't. And I guess that's where things get weird. I guess you could tell me, I don't, I don't really know. As long as my kids are safe, that's all that matters to me. I guess I just have a sensitivity to the, if you're not with us, you're against us, shtick. Yeah, I get that too. Because you're not. You're not necessarily against me if you're not with me. You're not You're not even with me if you are with me on a certain thing, you know? So I totally get that. My point is that Al Capone didn't do anything the United States government didn't do, and he did a lot he did a lot less than the United States government did. They did more. And while he probably deserved to die, the people who sentenced him to death death did not deserve to die any less than he did. It's kind of my point. When you looked for survival through the state, you got Al Capone. And if it was official, you got worse than Al Capone. That says something to me. So here's the question. Mm -hmm. What would have happened with Al Capone if we didn't have a state? I think his incentives would be to us. I think we would have had somebody who created things and scenarios that benefited everybody because that would have been how he got ahead. And then we would have had an Al Capone that was rich and powerful and so important and everybody would have hated him. But yet everything that he created would make the world a better place and or he would not continue to create things one way or another you know now what do you think the state would have been like if we didn't have Al Capone there would have been another Al Capone and the state would have tried to kill that person too it's a trap. There's no comfort.